The other day, in looking over my papers, I found in my desk the following copy of a letter sent by me a year since to an old school acquaintance. Dear Charles, I think when you and I were at Eton together, we were neither of us what could be called popular characters. You were a sarcastic, observant, shrewd, cold-blooded creature. My own portrait I will not attempt to draw, but I cannot recollect that it was a strikingly attractive one, can you? What animal magnetism drew thee and me together I know not. Certainly I never experienced anything of the Pylades and Orestes sentiment for you, and I have reason to believe that you, on your part, were equally free from all romantic regard to me. Still, out of school hours we walked and talked continually together. When the theme of conversation was our companions or our masters, we understood each other, and when I recurred to some sentiment of affection, some vague love of an excellent or beautiful object, whether inanimate or in inanimate nature, your sardonic coldness did not move me. I felt myself superior to that check then, as I do now. It is a long time since I wrote to you, and a still longer time since I saw you. Chancing to take up a newspaper of your county the other day, my eye fell on your name. I began to think of old times, to run over the events which have transpired since we separated, and I sat down and commenced this letter. What you have been doing I know not, but you shall hear, if you choose to listen, how the world has wagged with me. First, after leaving Eton, I had an interview with my maternal uncles, Lord Tyndale and the Honourable John Seacombe. They asked me if I would enter the church and my uncle, the nobleman, offered me the living of Seacombe, which is in his gift, if I would. Then my other uncle, Mr. Seacombe, hinted that when I became rector of Seacombe come Scaife, I might perhaps be allowed to take, as mistress of my house and head of my parish, one of my six cousins, his daughters, all of whom I greatly dislike. I declined both the church and matrimony. A good clergyman is a good thing, but I should have made a very bad one. As to the wife, oh, how like a nightmare is the thought of being bound for life to one of my cousins. No doubt they are accomplished and pretty, but not an accomplishment, not a charm of theirs touches a chord in my bosom. To think of passing the winter evenings by the parlour fireside of Seacombe Rectory alone with one of them, for instance the large and well-modelled statue Sarah, no. I should be a bad husband under such circumstances as well as a bad clergyman.